0: And here we
1: go. Yes, yes. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. This is Howard Sapp with Now You Know. Thank you and welcome back. I'm glad that everyone is here, um, whatever part of the day it is for you—the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever it is. Um, hopefully, you're having a wonderful day, and hopefully, all is going well uh, for those parents that are out there with uh, kids. You know, today is um, Tuesday. The, was it the sixth? And this the is the last, day of, last school. day of school. Yeah. Yes, the yes, last day of school. So I'm sure that everybody is excited about it. Well, hopefully, everyone is excited about that. I know the kids are, you know. So, <laughs> right. um You know, you the know, teachers are at, uh, d- definitely that. You know, uh, someone <laughs> has sent out. Um, you know, something saying that, you know, that it was the last day of school and, you know, hopefully everyone will continue to be safe and get everything they want, you know, as far as, you know, the grades and going to the next level and everything. So I'm just excited for the kids and what they're doing. And hopefully they'll have a big summer planned and, you know, do at least at least enjoy some time away, you know, but, you know, be, be safe in whatever they do. So yeah. again, how are you doing know? <laughs> and then sitting here with my, my great friend and and then confidant and and you know you know person that, that that helps and mentor and kind of uh with Dr. Cindy Banier she's here with us. So we're just here to have some good conversations, some fun, and talk about a few things, um, and then just kind of go from there. So um Cindy, how's everything going with you, the kids? Yes, yeah. how's everybody doing? The hubby? yeah, kids right are there? home
0: last day of school, so. That's good. You know, I love that. Our, I love our public schools. Let me say that too. I think it's so important. Uh, They do such a big, they have such a big role in our community, right? They take care of our kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, They give them the education. They give them social structure. You know, they're meeting other kids. They're learning to interact, learning the rules of how to get along in our community. And so Mm -hmm. just a big shout out to the schools and the teachers And uh, yeah, my kids were, you know, given, they both told me they gave hugs to their teachers today at the end of the day. That was (laughs) a big loss uh, for the end of the year. But, you know, we're looking forward to having fun in the summer. I think that there's so many great events coming around here in Southwest Mm -hmm. Florida. And I'm looking forward to some time to do stuff together as a family too. You know, a little good old-fashioned family road trip and, you know, some other activities over the summer. So. Hope everybody else is looking forward to a good summer
1: too well that is good that is good yeah i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to a to a good summer i know we have um coming up actually well, my wife and i we and we always sponsor a uh family vacation we try and do a family vacation you know in the summertime for um my daughter her son her grandkids my mother-in-law and all that so we're actually going to take a um uh, like a three- day is it four four day three night Something five day, four night, whatever a little short cruise. We're gonna take a short short Ooh. cruise. Yeah, so we're gonna do that with with the family. So get everybody there and then just go out and just have fun, just kick back, you know, and relax for a little bit. So we'll be gone for I think it's the middle of middle of this month. So actually coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're kind of looking oh, forward up. to that. So yeah, so it's oh, it's good. good. And then um, yeah, and then it's it's kind of hard because then well, after that, my wife and I, we start our tennis. Uh, camp for the kids you know they're at the stars complex we do from monday monday tuesday and wednesday from nine i think till about eleven thirty. we do uh, a tennis camp for the kids you know coming out so uh, certainly you know if anyone is out there and you're looking for something for your kids to do you know look us up and they can come out and have fun learn a little bit of tennis you know and, and a few other things and we'll just have fun with the kids and, and do that for the summer not doing it the entire summer you know so it's um you know because we we do need a break too so <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. deserve a break i know i had right? a
0: dear a dear friend of mine and i were talking yesterday kind of about this end of the school year and break and just how actually like we've become as a culture so wrapped up in this idea that we got to work 24 7 and if you're not working 24 7 you don't have any value right we were talking right. about that and it's just i i really um I really want us to embrace as a culture, this idea that yes, you can work hard, but yet, but you also deserve rest. You also deserve time with your family. You also Mm -hmm. deserve to have enrichment. And, and it used to be very uh, attainable for American middle-class families, right? right. Family vacation, the family home. Right. And Mm -hmm. the way that things are going, it's been, it's been tough. And I think so folks, especially if they're struggling, with this culture kind of thing where you gotta work, 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 work all the time, right. um, people are losing out families are losing out. So I, I mm-hmm. hope that uh, we can talk about that more and like have oh, more people sure. uh, value those things and value rest and value family time and value mm-hmm. even recreation and creativity because I think that's what's gonna help us move into the future.
1: Right. No, I, I definitely agree because I mean, regardless of what. Uh, we do during the day during the week you know as the kids go through school and as everyone gets into a work mode you have to be able to take care of yourself and need that you know that downtime because if not you would you you, you find yourself more more stressed you find yourself more agitated you find yourself even with health conditions and those type things so we need to take care of you know us and with the idea of this uh, the idea now that we have with the, the mental illness and the, the mental capacity right. of everyone to be able to just maintain themselves, you know, and, and maintain their sanity, you know, you need that downtime, you know, because that is yeah. so, so important to you uh, for us in so many different ways. You know, it's it's important for us, you know, financially, it's important for us mentally, it's important for us physically, you know, so those are things that we need to make sure that we do uh, for us, you know, for, for even if it's just outside of the kids and everybody else, you know, for yourself. You need that yep. to just be, you know, okay, just kind of reset, relax, reset, regroup. Now I'm ready to start over again. So, and it, and it helps you in, in in making big decisions and tough decisions. Um, for sure. They they always say when, you know, never never go to the grocery store hungry because you buy everything. <laughs> you buy everything then, you know, been there, done that. You know, I know I have, you know, but you know, but, you know, but also not not making, you know, those big This radical decisions you know when you're in a stressful situation and stuff so
0: for sure and i know that when we have good folks in tallahassee that they're going to prioritize labor right labor rights workers rights uh fairness in wage fairness in benefits because that stuff has really gone by the wayside because a lot of folks are up in tallahassee they are paid by big corporations They get those donations in their coffers and then they do what they want. So we get the situations here like this right to work nonsense and all the union Mm -hmm. busting. There was a huge union busting bill that came through the Florida legislature this year. Mm -hmm. And all that does is make it harder for working people to take care of themselves and their families.
1: It does. You know, and 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 it's something that should not be. I mean, I would think, you know, understanding the government and, and the role of the government it should not be there to put stress on people, to put stress on families, to put stress on workers, to put you know stress on those that you know are trying to make, first of all you know a life a better life for themselves. But then also mm-hmm. people are you know looking to even I would think you know for those just the 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 just just from a sense of a, a person you know looking to make sure that. The lives in the community is 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 as well, making sure that the community itself is healthy, making sure that, you know, their neighbors and everybody else are generally, you know, looked looked after. I think that people truly have a good heart, you know, and they want to make sure that they do the things that are right. When they are put in situations to where they feel as though things for them aren't going right, they right. tend to kind of Stray away from, or kind of put to the side, you know, what it is about others or trying to help other people. They're looking to try and help themselves, you know.
0: Right. So when people
1: are like themselves first,
0: when the people are working themselves to death for little to no money with no opportunities, Mm -hmm. you get eroded communities and families too. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You know, and that and that's Mm -hmm. kind of kind of some some of the things that we want to talk a little bit about today. Because when when we look at that. When we look at that bill, you know that 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 Senate Bill Seventeen Eighteen, and we look at that and that that immigration bill. Now, and this this is you know specifically for you know targeting um, a group of people, you know that, you know they work and they work hard. These people work hard, and regardless of how you know someone wants to label them and how they got and stuff like that, you know that that that's that's an issue within itself. But these, I mean, they work hard. And and right. I would you know venture to say that the things that they do, a lot of people would not want to do as far as the work that they do. Right. And the the things that they offer and supply and give to the community and even yet the state of Florida, you know, they they to me with this bill. Are being talked and saying, you know, we don't care what you do. We don't care the, you know, the energies and efforts and everything that you've put in and placed in. You know, to even to make some of the lives of the, the residents uh, of the citizens of Florida make their lives better. It, it, it's it's funny because it's like you 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 cut your nose off to spite your face. Regardless, yes. of what you do, regardless of what you do, you have someone that's willing to help, willing to work, wanting to do this because they want to just try and do for their families and in turn and doing for their families and giving them the opportunity to work for their families. They're helping other families too. And they're helping other industries. They're helping companies. They're helping businesses, you know, helping them right. to achieve a goal and helping them to do better for their families. So when you kind of cut that off, I mean it's like it, you you cut off like I said you cut your nose off to spite your face you're 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 taking away your own dollars because of the fact that and and I can't really say why it's just I because.
0: think the estimates were the effects on the Florida economy was a loss of 41 billion dollars
1: I mean I mean, are you kidding and, me?
0: And let's clarify some of the, the components in this bill because there's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. in here that's really bad. So, the, the one that you're really talking about here is the employment clause, where any employer in the state of Florida that has 25 or more 25 employees or more. is mm-hmm. required to use the e verify system. Yes. And that yes. means that they have to ensure that all of their workforce. Is properly documented. Let's talk about properly documented too. So that means <laughs> in the country with with a working permit or a green card or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can have any one of those verified, you know, components, but right. you might have a student visa, but not a work visa. Or you might have a tourist visa, this. So anyway, right. like so people have been talking about this as illegal immigration. I've gotten into it on Facebook with a couple of people myself. There mm-hmm. is no such thing. Because here's the thing, too, even if you're in this country and you're undocumented and your documents are not up to date, that's Mm -hmm. a civil infraction. So you are not illegal. okay? like you are here. And the vast majority of people who fall into that quote unquote undocumented category are not people that are like swimming across the Rio Grande. okay? Mm -hmm. they are coming in
1: but that's, what, but that's what they want.
0: Right, to- but these, This misinformation, these people are being manipulated. People are being manipulated on this. Most people who are undocumented are coming into the United States via airports. They are landing, they have some sort of documentation and then they overstay it or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people are coming in at the border and they're asking for asylum, which by the way is an illegal, is a legal way a legal to come way. into the right. United
1: States. Exactly.
0: There's a very, very small portion of people who are Com, you know, completely illegal, completely undocumented. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. are coming in? um You know, they're crossing. You know, without at not an appropriate border. Okay, very right. small portion right. of the population. Right. And when it comes to our workforce, yes, there are lots of folks who are here in the state of Florida who are doing very important jobs, namely in construction and agriculture, as well as the food industry.
1: It, that's true. Food that's service industry. True. Yes. yes. A lot of the
0: back of the house folks, your cooks, your dishwashers are uh they are they are not necessarily from this country mm-hmm. and there uh was that a big protest so that was one of the that was one of the provisions is the e-verify the other component right. of it that people are really mm-hmm. upset about are the the um the requirement that healthcare providers ask yes. people their yes. immigration status and then report mm-hmm. it that's that's super dangerous for people it is and it's it's very scary and very big brothery and that's that can have so many negative consequences for individual health and and people's livelihoods or you know lives overall and the other one that's getting a lot of attention only and because it's kind of crazy is that if you were caught transporting somebody into the state of Florida mm-hmm. who does not have their right. documents mm-hmm. Uh, you can you that is a crime now in the state of florida as of july 1st it will become a crime okay and how they're going to um you know execute that is is questionable is it just going to be like they're sitting at the border or if like you catch somebody down in miami is that going to be transporting anywhere in the state of florida or only at the border so that it's really really causing people to um become quite alarmed about even the simplest thing of driving somebody mm-hmm. because this is the other thing that i don't think that folks fully realize about this issue is it is not uncommon for a family w- that has migrant orient origins to have folks who are a combination of citizens legal documented status and undocumented status they can all be you know friends and family members parents Uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles, children, parents. Um, And so it can be as simple as a family driving and then the dad is undocumented and now mom goes to jail. Right, Right. exactly. That type of situation. Mm -hmm. So this is a very scary thing for families. It's a very scary thing for migrants. They're being targeted with this. And like we started off here, it's going to have a huge effect on the economy here in Florida.
1: Well, no no doubt, you know, and and, and not only that, um, it's going to have a huge effect you No, know, in, in which it already is, you know, like we were talking about the stress and the stress level of the people needing to, you know, have that downtime, but it also is causing with uh, a, a lot of issues and a lot of angst, you know, within the educational system, you know, because my, my wife working in the educational system, you know, and mm. she would tell me now a lot of, the kids that are coming in to school, they're not sure of some of them, I'll say, you know, aren't sure of, you know, their parents, you know, uh, credentials or anything like that. So they're thinking, you know, is something going to happen? Am I going to stay here? Are my parents going to be able to stay here? Are we going to be deported? You know, this type thing, you know, so they're, they're causing, it's causing so much angst and stress and anxiety, even yet among the kids, you know, that they're not sure what's going to happen. You know, that, you know, possibly, they may not go to school, they may, and now you begin to create more issues and more problems because of this particular piece, and like you said, because of a lot of the misinformation that's out there, yeah. a lot of the things that, that the people are putting out and a lot of the things that people are saying is not accurate and it's not credible information, but it's still being put out there. So no one knows what to believe in there, and a lot of the kids and a lot of the uh, adults are afraid to ask because then that puts them at risk, or they put them at risk, you know. Yeah,
0: it's it's terrible. It's very terrible. There's also a rollback in qualifications for various social programs. Now, I will say that people who are undocumented are not qualified for almost any of our federal government programs. That's that's one of the mm-hmm. big issues that we have been hearing people like oh they're coming to this country to take care of you know take our welfare and take our social services they're not qualified for that anyway okay there's very few supports that people who are living in this country from another country even qualify for Mm -hmm. and we've had problems Mm -hmm. uh just with the negative situation and atmosphere surrounding migrants in the state before you know women because they were if the pregnant women, right? I actually worked mm-hmm. with a, an organization at one point called Healthy Start here, okay. working on certain contexts with them. And women were so worried that going to the hospital while they were pregnant would be counted against them as they're trying to get their citizenship and, and things like that, that they would risk they would go to the parking lot, have the baby in the parking lot of the hospital, what? and then roll into the emergency room. Yes. Wow. This was a huge problem, um, especially for women in the rural central part of Florida mm-hmm. that that they would they didn't know, you know, they 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 were worried that they would somehow get in trouble or jeopardize their their migra- immigration status. But the child then was born and then would be American citizen exactly. so that they would take the child into the hospital after the child was born. Sometimes the mother wouldn't even come in. For fear of being reported. Now you can imagine that with this provision, where the the healthcare providers have to ask immigration status and have to report it, that problem, which already existed in the state of Florida, is going to get worse. Oh, definitely. And we're talking about the death and injury of American citizens Mm -hmm. because of this law.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, so you know, so they they look at like you say, you know, the 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 medical you know the hospitals you know and the clinics and also the medical um, um, industry now is 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 forced to you know do things that man it, it 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 just makes no sense you know things like you said as far as it's reporting and as far as it's reporting you know to and you know, like you said that the the, uh, the the verifying uh, the um E-verify. The verification system and, and right e verified the way that they have to now use that and utilize that to report and if they don't now all of a sudden they're at risk of being fined. And I think is I know for uh, an employer, it's it's it can be up to what, a $1,000 a day, uh, but for the um, E-Verify, yeah. I think, I can't remember, can't remember exactly how much it is for them, um, but it's an astronomical amount of money that they would be fined, you know, and or lose a license, you know, even with based on, um, you know, just how they do or what they don't do. And then, you know, right. they're, they're at risk of being you know losing their certifications their certificates so that now that they can't operate you know so it it really puts a lot of stress on the system as a whole you know because right. you have you have you have everybody up in arms um on both sides you know the yeah. you know, like you said the, the healthcare professionals you know they're up in arms because if i don't report something if i don't do this then this is going to happen but then you have someone that's in need of healthcare it's in need something that we provide but we can't give yeah. it to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it gets, it, it gets crazy. So now it's like you have someone that's out in the street, you know, sick, needing assistance. And you have right across the street, you know, a hospital that can provide service and no one's going to go to anybody. The hospital's not going right. to reach out. The person's not going to come in yeah. and you just have this kind of system. So it, it really makes no sense. You know, that you have such yeah. confusion, you know, in this particular yeah. area. And the, and the oh. government is supposed to be helping people. I was going to say,
0: let's be clear. There was no reason to do this. Like this exactly. was 100% part of the culture war pushed by Ron DeSantis. Right. This has been part of his push on migrants because it's easy to pick on migrants. It's easy to scapegoat them and say that they're the problem, right? I mean, listen, he's actually at this point, we had a, a sheriff in Texas refer charges of trafficking for anybody who was involved in the migrant flight including ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. from texas to martha's vineyard now right. he just pulled the same stuff again this week where he sent another he plane load of folks to california and governor newsom there is also considering kidnapping charges in the, that case, as well. So this is part of his broader, uh, like, political strategy to put himself in the spotlight. But absolutely, it's not good policy. It's not solving it's not, it's anything not. at all. Like, it's not. That's not the point. The point is not to help people. The point is it's to 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 punch down, to punch down on migrants for a political win.
1: I, I agree. You know, and, and, and this is something else that, and I don't think that people. Um, I've seen and, and when I was reading this, um uh, reading the bill, you know, and the the last part of the bill, it talks about the state of Florida now has set aside 12 million dollars, you know, that goes to alien transport, you know, so that you have migrants coming in. Now they've set aside money to do exactly what they're doing now, you know, or to yep. continue to do. Do do? See, it wasn't there before. So, you know, that's why right. they're saying, you know, you're, you're still taking taxpayer dollars to do these particular things. And and people, Close. it's it, it, and that's all it is. It's all, like you said, politics and political for him. And he wants to get up and say, you know, right. you know, give these, you know, speeches about, you know, what he's doing and uh, give these speeches about, you know, how, you know, it's helping. And he's doing, you know, so much for Florida and stuff like that. You know, when. You know, he's caused, he, this person has caused Florida, the governor has caused Florida so much money and revenue, yes. jobs, and everything, dealing with Disney, and now Disney pulled out what they were going to do. Um, a billion, billion dollar what, housing A dollars, you know, plus, you know, whatever amount of jobs that can, you know, um, that come from there. Was it like 2,000, 3,000 jobs or something like that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes. just... From from that, you know, but then also, you know, with the migrant workers, you know, if these companies, you know, lose these workers, now all of a sudden, you know, it's just a trickle effect because they lose the workers. So now they can't supply, you know, the product that they used to supply. But if they can't supply the product that they used to supply, now all of a sudden their business goes under. So now they don't have you know that revenue coming in. So now they're going to be asking for help. Going, so it's just going to right. be a continuous cycle of, you know, dish out the money, dish out the money, dish out the money, just because right. of the fact that you're trying to prove a point.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know the businesses are the ones that are going to revolt here because I think immigration advocates have been screaming about these policies and this crackdown for quite a while now. I, and I do want to say I want to go on record on one thing here, on one thing because I think this is important. I agree that companies should be held responsible for the employees, right? And right. if they're hiring people who are undocumented, that is their responsibility. I want to say that because unfortunately what happens too often here in the United States is that the blame is shifted to the person, right? That mm-hmm. that person, you know, they went to a factory in Uh, Kentucky. This was during COVID, right? And where there was a whole bunch of folks who were undocumented and deported those folks because they were working at a pork factory, right? Mm -hmm. There was no culpability for the company. So I actually agree that if if people are really serious about addressing this problem, that they need to take the the companies to task for providing the market for employment. Okay. what I think is unacceptable is to pull the rug out from everybody as far as, you know, as far as the migrants themselves and as far as the company and the product and the process. I think that's inappropriate. And I think that that was ill founded. But I I'm all for companies stopping exploiting labor that's Mm -hmm. migrating into the country.
1: definitely. I mean, I I, I definitely agree with you there. and, And I do believe, you know, that the company should be held, you know, to a standard of doing, you know, do, doing the right thing. But in that, I think that we should make sure, you know, that the process, you know, is outlined to where everybody understands, you know, and the, the company understands. And even with those undocumented, um, the undocumented immigrants coming in, you know, they understand what's going on But and, and, and it not be such a confusing issue, you know, that, you know, it's just the fact that you know you hear something, they hear something, they have so many different things that are out there, so much information that's, that's out there that's incorrect. We need to make sure that we package the information and, and, and get the information out that's correct so that when we do hold the companies to task, then everybody's on the same page. You know, that the, yeah. the, the, the like you said, the immigrants does not have an issue. They understand, they're not afraid they know what their rights are, at least they know what they can do, what they can't right. do, where they can go, and the companies themselves know who they can hire, like you said, because if they're going to continue to, if they're going to continue to have this... Exploit to to have this labor, funnel, yeah, I mean, because that's funnel, what it is. Yeah, they're going to continue to have this funnel of illegals coming in, and they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. Now you're talking almost, you know, <laughs> they'll be talking about something similar to slave labor, because they can at that point, yeah. you know, oh, pay it them whatever it, they it. want to pay them, you know, and hold them to, if you don't want me to say anything, then this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to pay you. If you don't want to yep. accept that, then you do whatever you want to do. You're the one that's putting yourself at risk. I think that if there are companies that are doing those type of things, you know, they should not be like, they, 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 they shouldn't be in business anyway.
0: Well, and they shouldn't, but I mean, this is, but this is a broader, there's a broader discussion on labor and labor practices and, oh, and def- definitely.
1: fairness definitely. in that
0: market. Rhonda Just does not care about any of that. Like let's no, just no, be he clear. Like he this, it, he this rule he that was put forth had nothing to do with fairness of, of wages and not exploiting workers. Oh no, no. This no, was no, a punitive no. law that was forced through by the Florida GOP backed by
1: Ron DeSantis, touted by
0: Ron DeSantis for political
1: gain. Oh, it was all for political gain for him. Everything was, Mm -hmm. to me, everything that he's doing, and even now when they talk about him and Ron DeSantis is going over this place, he's going to that place, he's going to this place, he's going to that place. place. Oh, in the the jet that the uh, Florida taxpayers are paying for, by the way. I I know, I know. And that's (laughs) the thing. Florida taxpayers is paying for all of that. They're paying for Mm -hmm. him. To leave, basically, you know, or at least to try and leave. Yeah. So, in, in, in which we already knew that that was going to happen. But then the transparency right. piece, you know, that they try to hide, you know, or the transparency piece that they want to hide or never want to disclose, you know, where he's going, how he's getting there, how much it's going to cost, and all of these things, and who's actually paying for what. You don't want that to happen. Well, that passed through the state legislature, too. I they know. actually passed
0: through the state legislature. That those are exempt from Freedom of Information Act. That that Ron DeSantis's travel logs are exempt, so which that it cannot crazy. be tracked how much money and where he's going, um, so he can still look like he's the governor of Florida while he's campaigning for president.
1: Exactly, which is crazy, which is so crazy and idiotic, and I can't understand for the life of me for those that want to say they want to be. Fiscal-minded and fiscally um, astute, you know, to the dollars and the monies that Florida or whatever entity that they're a part of, specifically Florida, at this time, you want to be physical fiscally, fiscally astute and correct. But yet and still, you're hiding money. You're hiding. It, it, mm-hmm. it, makes no it makes no sense.
0: This is definitely not small government, and this is definitely not transparency. Well, that's what we got with the Florida GOP here, and that's what we got under. Ron DeSantis and his authoritarian practices here, Not and true. it's 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 horrible. I will say that on this issue, one thing that I was super proud of and excited to see earlier this week was the general strike that was put forth by the migrant communities. There was right. a, actually was a, a big June, showing June here first in Fort Myers. right? Yes. Right. It was several cities across the state of Florida and businesses. Some of them closed voluntarily to demonstrate how important uh, migrant labor is to various industries. And, uh, but there was a huge gathering here in Fort Myers, hundreds and hundreds of people Mm -hmm. walked uh, from, you know, Fort Myers downtown, down 41. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was glad to see it because people need to see and understand that these folks are part of our community too.
1: Yes, def- definitely, and I, I think that, and, and I wanted to be there, and I couldn't be there, but I wanted to be there, but I did, talking to Chris, you know, was was there with him and in, in spirit, but they are, and we always want to let people know that, you know, we support them, we support their efforts, we certainly uh, think that they are a viable um, and important part of the community, you know, and for so many different reasons, you know, for yeah. uh, them to make sure that they feel that they are important, that they are a part of the community. And, and we want them we, to know that they are supported and they definitely have our support and whatever we can do. And wh- however they stand, we're going to stand, stand there with them against, you know, this stuff that. The and is putting and you're here.
0: talking about our friend, Chris Proya, Chris Proya, who is a, yes. uh, a working man. He's got a podcast here with us at big mouth media, the universal basic podcast, and he's running for state Senate. He was actually striking yes. with his co-workers yes. that day, and he went mm-hmm. out there and was talking with folks and participating uh, for a time during that, during that rally, and, and that was really great. Yes.
1: And it it was it was great. It was great. And just looking at the uh, some of the Facebook feeds and Facebook information that they were putting out in the pictures. And even when people going live, just looking at that and supporting them, it was really great to see and even getting an opportunity to see when uh, even on some of the Facebook live um, feeds. When you know they were out and people were honking and people were uh, just cheering and just supporting them, you know that really made made you feel good to see that there are some people that really believe in the efforts and the things that you know our migrant workers do. You know, for the city, for the state, you know, so we want to make sure that they are supported and, and let them know that hey, you guys have our support, definitely one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So we're going. Yeah. To, we're going to continue to watch. We're going to continue to watch, watch this, and even as we go, and I know that there, um, it's so many things that that's happening, um, you know that, and and, and it's 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 a few other things we wanted to talk about on, on this, and then we, we can, but I, I do briefly want to talk about real quick before we go. Before we go, um, about this 1.1 building, kind of shifting gears a little bit, but about this one point one billion for for the, for uh, the the county of Fort Myers. <laughs> You know,
0: those so, Biden yeah. bucks, those Biden bucks coming from the federal government. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, this is something that, um, on Thursday, uh, the County commissioner, um, Kevin. Kevin Ruane. He's going to be at BUPAC on this Thursday and they're going to be talking about that. And, and, and it's amazing. And looking at this and, um, I, I have, I have, a lot of issues with the way that they're setting things up and the way that they're doing things with this particular piece. I've talked to the mayor about this and I've talked to other, um, I guess, city officials about this and how things are set up. Uh, it, I, I have a big problem with this because, and my problem is this, the way that things are set up, the $1.1 billion is supposed to be for a specific purpose, you know, specific communities and, and how, uh, this money is spent in going there the way that the Lee County system is set up and then when I talked to Kevin uh, Kevin Anderson the mayor and asked him and, and as I looked at the the way that they have the I guess the committees or what, what do they call them they call them um,
0: yeah this is the resilient Lee task force and they have a formal like board that is all elected that includes uh school board and it's actually school board so it's armor persons and jenna persons his daughter who's state representative yeah as well as kevin ruane who's a county commissioner kevin anderson who is fort myers mayor Mayor. and then Um, i think there's two more mayors on the committee
1: yeah on the
0: on the the board and then there's several other committees that are in like certain areas like a housing and Mm -hmm. a Exactly. I I can't remember all of them either, but like four or five other committees.
1: And in in, in those committees, you know, I was looking up, well, how are the, and I asked Kevin Anderson, I said, well, who selects who's on the committee? You know, and he would say, well, um, you know, what we'll do is if, you know, someone has a problem, then they can always bring their concerns to the committee and stuff like that. And they'll hear them. And I, and, and I told him then I said, Kevin, that's not good enough because i can if i have a problem go to a committee and air my problems but it doesn't mean that my problems are going to get fixed mm-hmm. and if you're talking about and just, just like i told you, if you're talking about you want to make improvements in my house but not have me on the committee then what how how is that going to be for me how how does that look for yeah. me i mean i'm i'm looking at you making improvements in my house but i can't be on the committee that makes no sense. So mm-hmm. it's just like these committees that you guys have set up have nobody from the community that you're supposed to be improving. What sense does that make? So how do you and I ask them? How do you get right. on the committee? And they said, "Well, it's, it's you know the, the 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 county commission is the one that makes up and asks you know, But then there's nobody on the commission that's from the community. Right. So how do the commission knows what the community needs? Yeah, they don't.
0: So. In this process, right? So, this is $1.1 billion that has, has been given to Lee County for reconstruction and recovery after mm-hmm. Hurricane Ian that is right. coming from the federal government. Right. The, so, it's like a government level grant that's been given to the county. The county is that it set up this system to administer it. Now, they're partnering, interestingly enough, with the collaboratory. And mm-hmm. then there is a a nationwide consulting firm called Parity right. Consulting that is facilitating mm-hmm. the process. Who, by the way, they were hiring locally, uh, so it's not like they have some super secret special powers. They really don't. Right, right, right. Um, right. That's, that, yeah,
1: that's the and, that firm.
0: Yeah, and everything that's within um, the there are these other subcommittees that are supposed to be preparing projects and yeah. then feeding it up to the board for decisions. But each one of those committees, the people who are appointed to them. Are appointed by the county commission and that board, who are all white Republicans, who have been elected (laughs) to positions here, right? Uh, For various different reasons, that that is is how and why they are like that. But yes, the um and and you know we I went through all the names and stuff. There's a handful of people (laughs) who I would describe as like maybe you know community oriented people are or literally like we were counting how many people were not white and right. we're talking like one to two percent of the people who are involved in this
1: are not white exactly okay exactly. Yeah, I was it's a at big that, problem they have about I said they have about seven or eight committees and on each committee you have at least 10 some you have more so you're talking about just say roughly 95 to 100 persons on spread between these seven or eight committees. And we could find only two, three that are non-white. And, may, and, and maybe there was something of other ethnicities. We weren't sure. But right. to really say that this is supposed to be a a fair and diverse piece of... However, these yeah. funds are going to be dispersed, you know, and and I know that there's going to be a process. We understand there's going to be a process based on, like you said, the um the company that's supposed to be administering this. Uh, there's a process of how to apply and certain things. But the decision makers that are supposed to be there in the room making the decisions, trying to at least say that are going to, um, yeah. you know, fairly, fairly, hopefully make these decisions where these funds are dispersed. It. it It just makes no sense that you don't have such a or a more diverse group of people to make these decisions. And that's the one thing that I was telling uh, the mayor. I said that this makes no sense. I don't want I don't want you to come to me to say that, no, you should be able to air out, you know, your needs and concerns and stuff like that. No, that's not the thing. People need to be at the table to make or to help. In the decision making process, not just so that I can air something out to you, because I can air it out to you and you still not even take, you know, my concerns at hand.
0: Right. Yeah. And and the process also included a survey, which Mm -hmm. is going to be, um, you know, which I, I, you know, we can talk. I I, listen, let me let me make a culpa on this. I'm a community development specialist. I've done this type of work in all sorts of communities all across the country and the world. So I'm very highly critical of this process because it's not not what I would consider to be good design. And, you know, when, when you're having the way that they have approached this in terms of involvement, okay, they had a survey. Great. That's a good starting point, but you're also self-selecting people who are willing to take a, a relatively complex community survey that are on online and things like that okay so that's you're already getting like a very small select group of people that are going to be able to participate in that yes then they also hosted town hall meetings or whatever um, that were around the county and those apparently did involve some participation but from what i understand it was not super robust what i also understood about it is that the dunbar community was a complete afterthought there was no mm-hmm. community town hall scheduled in there until after all of the other ones had been done already and mm-hmm. somebody said hey and it was added on after the the other ones had been planned exactly. and to yeah. make this worse I, These funds are targeted. It's something like 60 to 70% of this 1.1 billion have to go to low and middle income folks, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the largest concentrations of low and middle income folks are in (laughs) Orange County County. Yes. Yes. And those are the places that were completely have no representation are not likely to to complete the survey, and then had this this town hall meeting, which, by the way, because everybody at that point had firmly realized that it was an afterthought, became a, 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 a quite a scene. There, you were there, right, <laughs> it, Howard? It,
1: it was it was it, it was very. Um, let's see, what's a good word to use? Um, I don't. Like you said, it it just was not a. It did not productive meeting that it wanted to accomplish. It was very, it was very contentious. I put it. It was a very contentious Mm -hmm. meeting, right? Because you get a whole bunch of people who are, you know, the
0: the the folks who are generally left out of everything, who were generally left out of this.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it was a very contentious meeting. Some of the people came away from it, you know, to the point where they. Uh, as I heard, you know, others when they were talking and uh, just came away from feeling that when they wanted to make a point, it was the person that was receiving at least the information was on the defensive, you know, because people were asking questions, they were trying to get some information, get answers, you know, and because of the fact that they may not have understood everything that was being said, the persons were... um, uh, I guess from the city or whatever, they were getting very defensive and not really wanting to give any information that the people can at least take and kind of digest a little bit. It was almost to the point of what's the use of me asking you if this is the response that I'm going to get. And that's when mm-hmm. people left the meeting, the type of attitude and, and, and the, the feeling that they left with this did, this did us no good. And they, and mm-hmm. they, still we still are going to feel that we are going to be left out because they don't want to talk to us now so what what makes me think that if i'm going to take my concerns to them that they're going to want to listen to my concerns even on a one-on-one basis and then respond to me in like manner or respond to me in kind so that's that's the issue and that's a problem that i was trying to get the mayor to see and and i, and I see that it's 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 going to be um, a huge huge issue I, I I don't know what you're going to call it, you know, I mean, I guess I we can't really say it here on, on this, you know, but I mean, we'll, we'll
0: it's gonna be a problem. And listen, I said, I, let me, I, like I said, I'm going to firmly ground myself as an expert in this kind of civic engagement. Okay. And I'm critiquing it from that level. Okay. I will say Because I've already heard this from people. People are, yeah, taking it, oh, defensively, right? The people who are involved in the process, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going, oh, well, we sent a survey and we did X, Y, and Z. Let me tell you, if the people have not received your message, you have failed, okay? That is like the first component of civic engagement like this. If you're sending information out through a, a means that they're not going to receive it, You have failed. Like that is not civic engagement. That is not community and participatory processes. You have to figure out it's your job as the facilitator. And so I will put this back on the facilitator folks on this. Okay,
1: I agree. I Um, agree.
0: If you are facilitating this process and you're telling the government officials and the staff that this is the process and you have not gotten people to the table, you have failed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a problem. You can't just say, well, we sent a survey or we sent a post or we did Facebook or we put it here. You have to do all of those and more. And think about it. You can think about it in terms of like the census, right? The census, which is like the largest data gathering in the world. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. data gathering, the census. And the census knows that there are quote unquote hard to count populations because these folks are You know, they speak different languages or they are always working because they're poor or whatever. Right. Or they have trust of the government. Right. So we have to if you're going to do civic engagement in a proper way, you have to think about reaching out to folks in the same way that the census thinks of reaching out to hard to reach populations. So that means, yes, you're going to knock on doors. Yes, you're talking to people. Yes, you're going to churches. Yes, you're going to to trusted leaders in that community to get their input. You have to go the extra mile. And if you haven't, you have failed. And what's worse about this, okay, aside from like just the grotesque component that there's $1.1 billion and all the rich white people on McGregor are choking each other to get it, besides that (laughs) grotesqueness, okay, that this is not going to work. All of the data that shows us, right, on how to appropriately do um, community-based programming, how to do um, inclusive development, how to basically not gentrify everything, Mm -hmm. okay, right, is Mm -hmm. to have truly inclusive and participatory processes. And if you do not do that from the beginning, your program will be derailed at some point because you failed to do that. And so what you're looking at is you're going to see Along the way, all of the people that have been left out are going to come to the table and they're going to say, hey, this, hey, that, because they were never asked, right? Mm -hmm. And it costs more to retrofit your plan, to scrap a plan because it's no longer feasible than it is to do the work of actually getting people to the table. And not just your select people, not just the friends of the county commissioners, not just that one black guy who you know will show up, okay? Exactly. It's yes. inclusive of different and diverse perspectives who will be affected and have a right, frankly, to be involved in the process of the allocation of those funds.
1: I, I agree, I totally agree. And and that, and that that's a point that I was trying to get, you know, across to the mayor, that these people, they have a right to be included in the process and when you look at look at the makeup of the decision making board or body that you have put together you can see that that has failed you can see that you have not met at least try i don't know if you've tried to meet but definitely and i can't say that there has been an effort made but you have not met at least that piece of what you what should be happening is that being like you said being inclusive of everyone, and it it just amazes me because like you say the, the the dollars and the purpose of the dollars where they should be going you know are areas where um, and I would just say of that one point one billion dollars at least. 60% of that should go to, like you were saying, these areas that, you know, but those economically deprived areas, that's what the money is set for. And if you look at right. their map, their map that they drew, their map that they drew, the largest area, the large, and I'll say the largest two areas is Dunbar and Lehigh. Yes, you have some in North Fort Myers, you have some, of course, down in um, Fort Myers beach, stuff like that because of Ian and stuff like that. So you have those particular areas that have been affected and that's what those dollars are for. But the areas that are economically deprived and economically disadvantaged are those areas, Dunbar and Lehigh, but you have no one, like we are saying before, no one represented in your decision-making governing body. Mm -hmm. No one from those areas are represented. Then I have a problem with that you know so yeah and and really here's the bottom line nothing for us without us there you go there you go there you go
0: they, they violated the first rule <laughs> well, that's the first rule of community development nothing for us without us
1: like and, and like and like they say you know and, and this is you know from um you know just from the, the street term you know hey if, you, if if you're not at the table you're on the menu mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's yeah. You know, and so listen, I'm,
0: I'm and I will. I'm, I'm going to go a step further, Howard. I want to go a step further here because I think these folks, I think these folks have that are in power on this have every intention of gentrifying these neighborhoods. I agree. And pushing agree. out the low and middle income fa- families um, so that they can make money. And that's because the county commission is so heavily funded by developers. Yes. Okay. And many of them are listen. Mike Greenwell is currently under investigation for some misdeeds that he's already done. He hasn't even been elected a year. Okay. Um, and and he was doing, you know, some shuffling around, a little, you know, side deal in there so he could get some property that he wanted rezoned. Okay. Like these are folks who are not above, you know, doing this purposefully. And I think that's what's so aggravating about this is like this is not just a, like oh oops it's like it's like no we did not invite you <laughs> i know <laughs> right like,
1: exactly and, and and we did that intentionally we yes. did that intentionally it wasn't like it was an oversight or anything like that no, this was done not English. an oversight and, and that and that's why i'm going to go to this meeting on thursday with ruin okay. um to bupac and i'm gonna start raising the questions and we're going to try and be in, in their face as much as possible. And I'm going to ask the question, how do you get on these particular boards? How first, how were they selected? You know, and then how do you get on these boards? You know, and then just kind of go from there. I'm not going to, you know, challenge us because I know that they're still trying to get things together as far as you know, some questions that I may have, they probably won't have the answer to. But I am going to challenge you on the things that have already happened. How were these boards selected? You know, and like you say, you know the survey, and you know, come on, man, we we can, please. We we we've lived in um, Fort Myers long enough to know, you know, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, we're, but we're we're certainly going to make make the effort. We're going to be there on that's Thursday. Right. We're going to talk, and we're going to make sure that we um, let the voices of the people that have not spoken let those voices be heard. So that's
0: right. Hold them accountable. Yes, that's, what we, family that's, family that's family. what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing for our officials all the time.
1: Yeah, Got hold, hold them hold accountable. So, and so one and one of the ways that we can do this and make sure we hold everyone everyone accountable um, as we look at this and <laughs> we look at now, you know, uh, this is information that this is super super important for all of the communities. You know, to make sure that you get out and you understand this information. Uh, look it up. You know, some of the information is online if you can't get online. So you can certainly reach out to myself, reach out to Dr. Cindy Bagnier, uh to get information. But also for those people that are not being represented, it, you can be represented and you can let your voice be heard when you go vote. And when you go vote, you can make sure that you again. And we're going to continue to push this as far as getting in your mail and ballot. Go to lead.vote. vote. Uh, get your mail-in ballot. Um, at least get the application in, or where you can receive your mail-in ballot just online. Answer a couple of questions, and you can make sure that you get your mail-in ballot so that when it's time to vote, you're ready to go ahead and, and mark, uh, put your mark down, and let your voice be heard. So again, lead.voter, and make sure you go ahead and get your mail-in ballot because you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about standing in line. You don't have to worry about yep. getting out in the traffic. You don't have to worry about saying uh, you got to get off your job or anything like that. Make sure that you let your voice be heard and make sure that you are electing people that you feel is going to stand up for you, someone that's going to speak for you, someone that's going to speak like you, and then go from there. So we wanna make sure that we get everybody involved because the the, the attack that the state of Florida is uh, is currently under and gonna continue to be under, we need to be able to do something about it. And we can, just because it's happened now does not mean that we still cannot do things about it. So we can make sure that we do that so again this is how it saps. you know with now you know dr cindy banier big mouth media and go ahead and do your punch on that uh dr cindy banier with big mouth media and you are
0: oh well, that's right so thank you so much for joining us here you can get every episode and the video for now, you know, for $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year, and you are helping to support independent media. You can see all the shows that we have to offer at Big Mouth Media at BigMouthMediaFL.com. You can get the Everything subscription and get a little taste of all of our podcasts and articles at uh, Media fl.com for 19 dollars a month. And then you are helping independent media, helping us get the word out and keep uncovering this incredibly ham handed uh, corruption that happens yes. every single day here in the state of Florida. So yes. I've been your co-host for now, you know, with Howard Sapp, Dr. Cindy Bagnier, and we will see you next time. Bye
1: guys. Have a great day.